Welcome to the Elevate Effect podcast, where we give you the resources to take you from workloads to workflows. I'm your host, Courtney. I'm an online systems educator for coaches. Fueled by cold brew and a love for watching endless reruns of Friends, I'm here to give you the tools and the support you need to scale your business and take back charge of your life and your time. So pour yourself a cup of coffee or a glass of wine and let's do the damn thing. Okay, everybody, welcome back for our next guest episode. Um, I'm super excited for this episode because we are actually talking all about productivity and motherhood with Tabitha Crocker. Tabitha is a productivity coach who is passionate about helping new mom entrepreneurs leverage their time and energy using proven productivity techniques and scalable strategies. And as a new mom myself, I am so, so excited for you guys to hear and learn from Tabitha today. So Tabitha, I'd love for you to just to tell everyone a little bit about you talk a little bit about your story, how you got started in your business and just give us the rundown. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me, Courtney. And as you mentioned, I am Tabitha. I have two little kids. I have a four-year-old daughter and a six-year-old son, and my husband and I are raising our kids here in Alaska. And it is just so much fun to be able to have this business present profitable mom and be able to connect with other moms online because being out here in Alaska, I just feel like I'm kind of on my own. And after having all of the COVID experience, it's just such an incredible community of moms and moms who are also entrepreneurs. It's just really fun to have this unique journey together because people who aren't a mom don't really understand motherhood and people who aren't entrepreneurs don't fully understand entrepreneurship. So when you have both of those pieces in common, it's just really fun to work with other moms in that space. Yeah. I love that. And I think too, like just even with your location alone, like being an entrepreneur can be isolating, like, especially your family isn't like very familiar, like with being an entrepreneur, the remote space. Like when I first got started, I remember my family like didn't totally grasp, okay, well, how are you going to make money? Like you're not in an office. And then, you know, I migrate into the space and then it is, it does get very lonely. And so then your location on top of it, which Alaska, (laughs) it's like literally on our bucket list to come visit, but I mean, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure that especially for you, it's even a stronger pull to want to have more connection outside of, you know, your home base, so to speak. I'm sure a lot of other people can relate to that as well. Yeah. And that is like, literally I started my business. It was actually just a hobby at first. And I started a blog and I just wanted to connect with other moms and I'm an Enneagram too. So I love helping. And so just this idea that I could help fellow new moms with any tips or tricks that I've learned anything Mm -hmm. to like help make motherhood a little bit easier for other moms. (laughs) And then it just slowly evolved over time. I created digital courses and it was really just a journey of finding what worked best for me and my personality and really my business becoming an extension of who I am, because then it's so much more fun. It's easier working within your strengths. And I mentioned the connection and community. That is a piece that really came through strong for me. So my entire business model really shifted to that because I love teaching moms. I love planning. I love goal setting. I love productivity. I love personal growth and mindset. 
So I was able to like wrap all of that into um, my main offer is a membership. And mm-hmm. that also has that community of yeah. encouragement and support. And as all of us probably know and understand that feeling of it can feel like too much, like there's not enough time in the day to get everything done as a mom running a household and running a business. But when you look around and you see other moms who are doing it, you're like, whew okay, it is possible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's like the first hurdle is believing it's really possible. And then really just keeping on with the journey. You know, it's really a lot of trial and error and you can't skip that step. You have to find what works well for you, your family, your lifestyle, your goals, who you are as a person. Yeah. And I'm so glad that you said that because like, you know, and most people that follow me, I have my home with a six month old and it has been a consistent trial and error process. And that actually like perfectly leads into my first question for you. And it's really, you know, at first when I came back from maternity leave, I was the only one home with our son during the day. Um, you know, my husband, he goes to work and I work from home, but it was really hard for me to find focused work time because my schedule was so unpredictable at that point in time. You know, now my husband fortunately is able to stay home on Wednesdays like today. Um, so I'm able to get an all in work day, so to speak, to get caught up and, you know, feel like I'm not behind, but I also know that there are plenty of moms out there who aren't able to have, you know, that happen. And I'm very, very fortunate that he was able to be flexible with his work schedule. And that even for me, that one day a week when my husband's home, it can still be hard to find productive work times with a baby. You know, I exclusively, I nurse, I breastfeed and he does take a bottle, but sometimes, you know, just, you know, it's unpredictable. It just may not, may not happen. Mm -hmm. Um, So what are, you know, some of your top tips for productivity for moms who are working from home with kids? Because like you had just mentioned, it's not just running um, a business, right? It's I'm mom. I'm running a household. I have two dogs. I have a husband, right? There's a million and one different ways that I'm being pulled and finding a balance is not easy. So do you have a couple, I'm sure there's a million that you could give us, (laughs) but a couple of top, or maybe the first starting points for productivity to help with new moms out there running a business. Yeah. I think the biggest thing is knowing your priorities, which is not really a simple answer because I think a lot of times people have this long brain dump list of all of the things that they need to do. And then they try to go through and like edit and prioritize. But the piece that is so often missed is knowing your overarching goals. And I really mean, starting with like your life purpose and mission, which sounds like a really big intimidating thing to figure out, but there are really some simple steps that you can walk through to kind of figure out what that is for you. Like, what are your strengths? What are you good at? What do you enjoy? How do you want to share, like make a positive impact in your family and in the world? For most of us who are entrepreneurs, that's really the goal, right? So knowing what that is, and then really breaking down our goals so that we are in alignment, and then we can easily see what tasks move us toward our North star and what tasks don't. And then that really helps to know what our priorities are. And then the second piece of that, that I love to do is batching. So I always have like my priorities of my focused tasks. And I know like 
for you, you're like Wednesdays, husband's home, do the things I can't do without that help. And you focus on those things. Yeah. Like recording podcast episodes. (laughs) Yes. So you're not going to waste like even two minutes unloading the dishwasher. Like, you know, like, okay, like that is not a good use of my time. And this is same thing for like nap time. Like you need to know exactly what to dive into when you have that focus block. You don't know when it's going to happen. You just need to know that when it happens, you have that priority. And then I also have kind of smaller tasks that you can do kind of throughout the day. You don't really need that focused energy and effort. And then I'm not frustrated. Cause like, if I'm trying to draft an email and my kids are constantly interrupting me, like I'm going to lose my mind. I'm going to be an yeah. irritable mom. I'm going to be so frustrated. There's going to be like typos and like, who knows what autocorrect did to my message. And, um, so it's just, I think that's really knowing your priorities and then batching those tasks that are focused tasks when you have focused time. And then those smaller tasks that can be done kind of intermittently, or if they're interrupted, it's not going to like stress you out. Yeah. I love that because I think personally for me, when I first was diving back in from maternity leave, I was just trying to go with the approach of, okay, when I have time, I'll do some things. (laughs) And that did not work. It did not work (laughs) because I was like, oh, when he's napping, I'll go do this. And then, you know, he'd wake up every, you know, 15, he was, when he was newborn, wasn't sleeping very great. And, Mm -hmm. um, I never had like a good amount of time. And then I was just, I think I got to the point where I was feeling like I wasn't being a present mom because I was trying to do all the things all throughout the day, every second, if that made sense, I wasn't Mm -hmm. batching things like you're mentioning. And I I started to really hate that. And I was feeling spread very thin. And so that like, for me was a big struggle point because that's the polar opposite of the lifestyle or like the goal for myself and my life was the whole point of me being able to work from home is to be able to be present with my child, Mm -hmm. um, and be able to be mom when, when I need to, you know, be mom. And so for me, like I mentioned earlier, it was a lot of that trial and error of, okay, how do I tweak my schedule? How, what is this going to look like? Um, but then it's also that, okay, we have to be flexible because once you get a schedule, then your, your child is like, okay, just kidding, mom jokes on you. We're changing the schedule now. Like this isn't going to be the same anymore. So just learning to be able to pivot and to be able to be a little bit more flexible when that happens and then adjusting, because that's just like the constant, you know, the constant battle I think, um, that I've struggled with is like, I sometimes feel bad, you know, when I message my team about it, because I'm like, Hey, sorry guys. Like, I know we just set this schedule, but I got to change it again because you know, this is what's happening. So mm-hmm. I totally agree with that. And especially with the batching piece, that was, I think a game changer for me, um, and not feeling irritable because I was feeling spread so thin. Yes. I think flexibility is the name of the game. Like yeah. I still remember my son was probably six months old and I was still working in corporate at that mm-hmm. point. And my boss, I remember at my annual review, one of the things that she said about me was that since becoming a mom, I'd become so much more flexible. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, was I like super rigid before? Yeah. <laughs> but- and it also forces you to be more productive with your time. Like mm-hmm. you mentioned, like you have a very small window of time sometimes yes. that you have the ability to actually do that focus work. Mm-hmm. And it is amazing now to me, like how much work I can actually get done in a day, like a week's worth of work in a yes. single day, because I know like today is my day, like take advantage and get stuff mm-hmm. done. Um, and it also forces you, I think, to focus more on what are the things that you need to be doing in your business that's actually going to 
drive it forward because I feel like a lot of the times we focused on the wrong things or if we're (laughs) focusing on things, we're like, oh, they were nice to be doing, but were they really doing anything for our business? And so when I only have one day a week to do those things, I'm like, okay, how is this actually serving our business? Are we seeing a return on my time and my energy in this? Um, and just constantly evaluating, okay, is this something we need to even continue doing in our business? And I know that there's lots of, you know, tips and tricks for productivity out there. Um, and it can be overwhelming. So sometimes we get stuck in the same bad habits because that's just what we're familiar with. Um, and I know that you have what you call the four horsemen of productivity apocalypse. And (laughs) I would love for you to share what those are, what that really is for everybody that may not be familiar with that, um, and your tips for overcoming those roadblocks. Yes. So the first one is overwhelm, which we kind of already alluded to. Like it is just when you wake up to kind of chaos, your baby needs you. And it just really can feel like the walls are closing in on you. Like everything feels urgent. You don't know which direction to go. Everyone needs you. You're trying to do all the things simultaneously. And even if you're sitting there nursing your baby, your brain is just on fire. Like, okay, I need to do this. I can't forget about this. Blah, blah, blah. You know, you just, you're not fully relaxed. You're not being a present mom. You're not getting anything done. There's a rolling yes. to-do list in my head that never ends. Yes. Yeah. And it's a horrible feeling. Cause then you're like half in all the places and you're really just like thinking about all the things, but nothing is actually getting done. Um, and so I think like we talked about earlier, it's really knowing those priorities and breaking that down into small steps so that you know what to do when is really the the remedy. And again, it's tempting to try to edit that to-do list, but that is only going to get you so far. You really have to kind of start with a blank slate, know what your priorities are, and then fill things in from there. Because when we look at our to-do list, it puts us into a state of feeling overwhelmed and it's really hard to like think logically in that state. And so that's something like, I love weekly planning, for example, because then I can really get kind of a bird's eye view of the week and work through that step-by-step so that I don't wake up each morning. Like, yeah, so what do I need to work on today? I already know like each night I review like, okay, these are my top three priorities for tomorrow. Are those still a good fit? Are they income generating tasks in my business? Are they happiness generating tasks in my motherhood in life? Like making sure all of those pieces are met. So that first horseman is overwhelm. And then the second one is people pleasing, which is an issue for not everybody, but I think it is pretty common. Like we just as human beings, like our most basic need is to be loved as an infant because we need someone to love us to take care of us. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's definitely one I used to struggle with a lot, but I have slowly, especially since becoming a mom, I'm just Mm -hmm. kind of like, okay, this is not viable anymore. Like I have to kind of let go of some of that people pleasing. Yes. Because it's impossible to please everyone. And truly when you become a mom, I think that was a huge step for me also, because all of a sudden people have very strong opinions about everything about what you do or don't do or what you eat or don't eat during your pregnancy. So you get like Mm -hmm. a preview and then even like how you birth your baby, there's very Mm -hmm. strong opinions about that. And you are, you're thrust into this world where it's impossible to take everyone's advice and please everyone. So you kind of realize that actually I just need to do what's best for me and my baby. And I'm the same way. Like that gave me so much more empowerment than I'd ever really experienced. Yeah. I feel like it's kind of like when, whenever I became a mom, this like mama bear mentality kind of started to come out, not just Mm -hmm. for my, my child, but for my family. And I'm like, okay, Mm -hmm. 
the buck stops here, so to speak. Like I can't, it's like, none of this can happen anymore. And I felt like you said more empowered to start saying no, to start setting more boundaries and like the people pleasing just kind of went away. It was gone within like, (laughs) literally like the moment I had that child, it was gone. The remedy is just to have babies. Yeah. Yeah. That's the remedy for anybody out there that's stuck in the people pleasing. We have the solution and it is to become a mother. Yes. Yes. And you actually answered the second part of that. So the solution is boundaries. It's really knowing what it is that you want and then moving forward with that and having really good boundaries and saying no to the things that don't serve you. And that includes your to-do list saying no to the tasks that don't move you toward your priorities, your definition of success, which may or may not look the same as people around you or culturally or societally. I really believe you have to find what resonates most with you and what you want and need in in your life and for your family and your kids. Yeah. And I think that that your definition of success can change, like, because that was for me, it it was so different, like pre, you know, marriage, pre motherhood, uh, my definition of success looks nothing like it does right now. Um, you know, it's completely shifted and and that's okay. That was something Mm -hmm. I kind of had to like rewire my brain. Like, okay, your life has astronomically changed the direction of what you would consider success. Um, your goals and things like that is going to change with it. And kind of like what you were talking about with, um, you know, saying no, even to your task list, Mm -hmm. that's something I've had to also really pivot to not just my task list with my job, but with the home and the upkeep of Mm -hmm. our home, which drives me crazy because, my husband always likes to call me Monica, like from friends, if you're familiar, <laughs> which I am not that anal. I will say like, sometimes I get insulted when he says, that. <laughs> but, um, I like to have a tidy home, right? Like mm-hmm. I like to have my home clean. And I've discovered that when you run a business, your mom, you have dogs and a husband, a clean home is not always going to happen. And I have had to learn how to accept that. Um, and my sister actually said something to me a couple weeks ago. She was like, she saw a video or something of like her husband came home and you know, the house was still a mess and the mom felt stressed out and felt guilty because of it. He said to her, he's like, you know what I see here is I see a child that was loved and taken care of all day instead of a home that was picked up. And, you know, you spent time with your child today. I was like, okay, let's rewire our thinking and like, okay, my house maybe got neglected today, but my child was loved on all day long and had, you know, had, we had a really good day together, whatever that looks like. So kind of like pivoting my thinking a little bit. Yes. You have to strike a balance for what feels good for you because you don't want to be like living in squalor, but you also (laughs) have to give up the fact, like, I mean, there will be crumbs on your floor at all times. Yes. (laughs) Or dog hair. In my case, I have two golden retrievers. So it's, it's the, it's the dog hair. Yes. I can vacuum. Like literally, I remember that was one of my big stressors as a new mom is like when your kids learn to start eating so messy, I would just like vacuum literally like 10 times a day and my yeah. floor was dirty. And I was like, you know what? Or I could just vacuum like once a day and my yep. floor will be dirty all day. So yep. let's just not <laughs> yep. do it 10 times. Exactly. And so the third horseman of the apocalypse is multitasking. And so multitasking is actually a myth. There really is no such thing. We are task 
switching. Even if we're task switching very quickly, it seems like we're doing multiple things simultaneously. And we can do like caveat here. We can do like low intensity, low focus tasks. Like you can talk with a friend and walk like, yeah, you can multitask like that, but you can't be like writing an email, talking to your kid, unloading the dishwasher. Like you're actually task switching. And the problem with this is that you take yourself out of the flow. So if you're doing one task and then you stop, like say you're interrupted by a, a text, it literally an, an interruption as little as a three second interruption it can take you 23 minutes to get back into the task that you were in the flow of doing. And so this is super inefficient. So even like if you're writing an email during that focus block of time, like, okay, I've got some help today. Someone else is watching the babies. I need to write this email. And then you get a notification from Instagram or, oh, it's, I'll just check it really quick. This text really quick. It's just a few seconds. Well, that is enough to completely derail your focus block of time. And at 23 minutes, that's like a third of your hour that you had to work on this focus task. Yeah. So, if you even have an hour at that. Right. Yes. That 23 minutes could have been the rest mm -hmm. of what you had. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that's a trap that people, and a lot of, I see a lot of like work in the pockets of your day. And like I mentioned, if you have non-focus tasks, you can do a little bit of that, but I still like to be super intentional. Like there were times where I'd be nursing my baby and working from my phone. And then there'd be times where I'd be nursing my baby and on purpose left my phone unavailable. I cannot get it. I'm going to sit here and be with my baby. So I think the important thing there is to decide which, which thing you're focusing on. Um, so that's really important. And the other thing about multitasking is that you can be switching contexts. If you're doing a bunch of different things that really pull you out of the flow, like I'm going to write an email, which is like super creative and get in the flow in that. And then I've got to like do my finances, which is the complete shift, like nothing similar to what you were just doing. And so I am a huge fan. The, uh, the remedy to multitasking is batching tasks, which I also mentioned earlier, doing similar things at the same time. And then again, making sure you have focus time and asking for help for that focus time. If it's your husband, if it's getting a babysitter, if it's swapping childcare with a friend, like if it's just knowing what you need to do when your baby goes down for a nap, like that is a huge help in and of itself. So yeah, you definitely want to go from multitasking to batching all of the tasks that you can. Yeah. And I love that, especially when you just said like, kind of like, uh, you know, scoffed at the pockets of time thing. <laughs> That's what I tried doing first when I was on maternity leave and it literally does not work that I think that was the first thing that started to induce more stress is that I was trying to work out of those pockets of time. And it just, it, it's not viable because it's not consistent and it's not something I could rely on. Um, and then, like you said too, it's like, just trying to be like, kind of aware of and being intentional with my time. Like you mentioned with when you're nursing, um, that you're like, Hey, I'm going to either bring my phone and do a couple of small things. Like while he's nursing, I can do that. Or um, I'm going to leave my, my phone and be intentional and present. One thing that I've done, that's been a game changer for me is like, sometimes if my, my son wakes up and like, he can't get himself back to sleep and I need to go rock him back to sleep to try to save his nap a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll bring my phone and I will order my groceries to be delivered. And that has been like, I, okay. Yesterday was actually the first day in six months. I have taken my son with me to the grocery store that for like an actual grocery trip, not like a quick run in run out. Mm -hmm. Like we had a list. I wanted to try and see how it would go. 
not awesome. It did not go well, <laughs> you know, and, and that, that's okay. We tried and I'll keep trying, but, um, having my groceries delivered, like was literally one of like, it's been one of the game changing things for me yeah. to just have it out of sight, out of mind. Um, you know, we are fortunate to live in a location, you know, maybe where that <laughs> is an option, which maybe not everybody does, but mm -hmm. that, just like small little things like that, where I was like, okay, this was something that I could do. I could still feel like I was being a little more productive with my time or checking something off my list when I was having more of a down moment. Um, that was really like saving me heaps and bounds of time later during the day or throughout the week. Yes. And that one is like such a simple example of when you like take a step back, you can really see just running to the grocery store is so much more than that. Like you have to time everything to get your baby in the car seat. And if he's yes. anything like my son was, he'd always blow out his diaper on the way. I was the literally door. just about to say that yes, we pulled into time. the parking lot and yes. that's what happened. I was like, are every time you serious? Yes. <laughs> All the time. This is what happened. All the time. And so then you've got that and like, I live in Alaska. So then I have to like bundle up my kid and then bring them in. And now I have like, okay, well, do I carry my baby? But it's super icy out here. So I'm not comfortable with that. So I'm going to haul in this huge carrier. Wow. Now I have no space in my grocery cart because I have this jet. I mean, it's not a small it is thing. Literally. Like, I'm so glad that I'm not, I didn't, you know, I've never talked to anybody about this really, <laughs> but I'm so glad that I am not the only one that runs through all of these things in my oh, head yeah. when I'm going to the, when I went to the grocery store yesterday, I'm like, yes. okay. Do I take him in in his car seat? Do I try to see like, cause he's kind of sitting up on his own. Do I try sitting him in the front of the grocery cart? Do I try to just bring his stroller and throw all the groceries in at the bottom? Like little carrier thing. And there's like, there's a million and one things that ran yes. through my mind. I'm like, this is not just a trip to the grocery store. This mm -hmm. is so much more than that. Yes. When he gets hungry, where do I nurse? Yes. Am I wearing something mm -hmm. that like, I feel comfortable nursing this baby yep. in public and just, yeah, all of the things. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, the, some of those simple tricks, and that's actually something that I love about working with moms in a community of moms, like, and that's the same thing in my membership. Like sometimes we talk about business. Sometimes this is what we talk about yeah. because that's what someone needs. Yep. Totally. A yes. thousand percent, especially like new moms. Like we live away from the rest of our family, right? Like my mm -hmm. family's in Missouri, my husband's family's in Europe. And like, we have a yeah. very small community of friends down here mm -hmm. and not all of them are moms, right? Like yes. I honestly, I think like I am one of the only people in my group of friends right now that is a parent. And so that's mm -hmm. also just like, I'm kind of like treading the water on my own over here, like trying yeah. to stay afloat. And so like having that, like you mentioned that sense of community, I think is really, really important, especially especially as a new mom. Yes, absolutely. It makes everything easier. Even, even if it can't technically make something easier, knowing that you're not crazy, <laughs> that is, yeah. mm -hmm. it is hard. Like that validation is yeah. helpful. A thousand too. percent, thousand percent. Yes. Awesome. Well, the fourth horseman of the productivity apocalypse is procrastination, which this can come from so many areas. It can be like, we're talking about, like, you don't want to dive into a task because you don't know if you'll be interrupted and you know that you get frustrated. It can be that procrastination in that, like, you know, I've really got to get this graphic, like perfect before I send that client invoice, like, mm. <laughs> you know, the graphic is not making you money right now. Sending the client invoice would be the actual yeah. income generating task mm -hmm. or like setting a really vague goal or really like not knowing what your goals are, like not knowing how to prioritize because you don't know what your goals are. And so a big thing for me, the remedy here has really been accountability because for me, I need external accountability. And that's what I provide for my clients also. Not everybody does, but for some of us, 
it's a game changer because we need to, first of all, have the accountability to actually define our goals because it can seem like this overwhelming, like nebulous concept or like, yeah, like I know what my goals are, but like, okay, like, could you articulate exactly what you're working on this week? What is your top priority this week? What was your top priority today? That is totally different. And having that accountability to first of all, know what those things are. And then each week kind of having that opportunity to review, okay, what's working for me? What isn't? Because this is not obvious, first of all. And second of all, like you can try something that worked for someone else and it's not working for you. Yeah. So just because it worked for someone else, you can't Mm -hmm. assume like, oh, this person's making millions doing this. Like this is going to work for me. But if you stop and review, you can look back and be like, actually maybe Facebook ads is a terrible thing for me to do because I hate metrics and numbers and it's awful. Like for me, I would rather do a two hour coaching session than try to figure out Facebook ads for 30 minutes. Yeah. (laughs) So you got to do it. Yeah. And I love that you said that because that's something that we constantly talk to our students about, because Mm -hmm. I feel like in this space, like we're always seeing what other people are doing. And then we feel Mm -hmm. this pressure to also do that because, Oh, well, this person has a podcast. This person has a blog. This person offers this type of service. Um, but when we get so focused, like I always use the example of like, if you're running a race, a track race, and if you're constantly looking at your competitors, like you're not focusing on your own lane and like where you're going. And so it's, it's really kind of like getting honest with yourself about what's working for me, what's working with my business. What am I good at? What am I not good at? And it's okay to like, let go and relinquish some of those things. You don't have to do everything that everybody else is doing. That's not potentially what's making your business successful. Um, and you don't even know, like if their business is successful from an internal perspective, like it may look Mm. like it is externally, but Mm -hmm. you don't know what that person is actually generating. And so um, being honest with yourself and it's okay to not do everything. Like we don't have to have a blog and a podcast and a YouTube channel and all these things like that's maybe not serving us. We, I mean, we're obviously like big numbers, people, big data people. And we always want to look at the data of like, okay, we spent this amount of time on, you know, content for Instagram. Um, and we got X amount of leads this month from Instagram. Um, but then we spent this maybe like way less time, um, focusing on YouTube or whatever it was. And we got a ton of leads there. So what's the better source of our time and our energy? Like where are we getting ROI the most? Um, and actually focusing on what is the data telling us versus we're just doing this because everybody else is doing it and actually really focusing on those things. Absolutely. And, and that takes, um, some time to review those things. They don't just happen on their own. And I think the first thing is the awareness of realizing don't just do it because it works for someone else and really evaluate if it's working for you or not. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. So those are the four, uh, horsemen. We've got the overwhelm people, pleasing multitasking and procrastination and the remedy to overwhelm is priorities. The remedy to people pleasing is boundaries. The remedy of multitasking is batching and the remedy of procrastinating is accountability. I love that you provide the remedies. Not, it's not just like, I, cause I'm like, okay, I get it. I know I'm overwhelmed or I get it. I know I'm people pleasing. How do I fix it? Right? Like what are the steps that I need to be taking to make this not a problem anymore? So I love that you include the solutions. Sorry to interrupt the flow, but this will be real quick. So if you're looking for the perfect project management tool for your business and you have to go check out ClickUp, I manage every part of my business from within ClickUp, including launch management, client management, metrics, team, and much, much more. With a user-friendly desktop interface and a mobile app, I can also take ClickUp wherever I go. With ClickUp, you have a complete customization for your business hub and one 
one platform as a centralized station for productivity. If you'd like to get started with ClickUp, all you have to do is click the link below in the show notes and sign up. Now back to the show. And you know, as a new mom, I know it was hard for me when I first started to come back from my business on maternity leave. And it definitely still is hard, you know, like I've mentioned, but, um, what has also helped me besides having an amazing team, which I know not everybody has a team yet, or maybe doesn't want a team having systems in place for us was a game changer for us. Having structure for me and my team is what really allowed us to kind of keep a pulse on the business and having a very unpredictable schedule. So a big thing for us is obviously click up. We love click up. We will, you know, preach it night and day. And we seriously could not have kept my business running without having those systems in place, even if it was just a system for my team to reference. And so I'm curious for you, what are some of the top platform recommendations that you have seen work really well for your clients when it comes to kind of keeping things moving, productive and simplified too, right? We want to keep things as simple as possible. We're big proponents of a lean system as much as we can. So do you have any that you have seen have been really um, successful for your clients? Yes. I really love Trello for having everything in one place. Like I have a CEO hub template that I share with all of my clients. And that's really convenient for having all of the pieces in their business, seeing what's missing, seeing what needs to be updated. Plus not like searching your Google drive and your desktop and all of these places. Like, okay, my most recent version of my bio is in this final ClickUp board. I love that for using that in my membership, having everything all in one place. My clients use Trello boards a lot but I am working with a virtual assistant a little more. And I actually am really enjoying ClickUp for that because Trello hasn't been as helpful. You can enter deadlines, but as far as like collaboration, it was, it was a little harder. So I am a huge Trello board fan, especially for getting started, for storing information, having everything all in one place. But I'm, I feel like I'm graduating to click up where it's a little more robust. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. You kind of get to a point where like, cause I started in Trello when I very, very mm-hmm. first started my business, then I migrated, you know, Asana at the time was the big mm-hmm. project management tool and then click up, you know, kind of came in. Yes. Um, but you start to get to a point where you outgrow, um, certain systems based on like what's going on in your business. And I think it's great that you like are, you were aware of that and you're like, okay, like this isn't working or serving us anymore. Mm -hmm. What's the next step in the process? Because I think a lot of the times we become complacent and kind of just settle in what we're utilizing. And it's just making sure that we're constantly auditing that or like reevaluating, is this still serving me? Just like we talked about previously, um, with the tasks in our business. Same mm-hmm. thing with platforms. Yes. Okay. Awesome. Love that. So there's obviously, like I said, a lot of productivity tips out there and things like, you know, plan your schedule, find your pockets, be intentional with your working time. And, you know, while those things are super helpful and even things I talk about with my team as a mom, they aren't necessarily practical because my schedule is dependent on what you know, my son decides, you know, we are on Lucas time. And I know that there's probably a lot of other moms out there who sit down to work after they just put their baby down for a nap. And then we've kind of touched on this and know that they have X amount of minutes to get work done before their baby really wakes up. And with that, there isn't the time to sit down at your desk, open your to do scan through them to figure out what to work on because then 10 minutes have already gone by and you haven't even started. So what are some of the ways that you've been able to help your clients boost their productivity in moments where their time is limited? And like you kind of said previously pinpointing, what are the priorities and how can moms still plan their days to be productive with unpredictability and shorter sprints of working. How do we identify what is important and what we should be working on? Yes. So I use what I call an aligned goal framework, and it literally starts with your life purpose and mission at the top. 
And then you break that down. You could do like a three or five year goal if you wanted to, and then a goal for the year. And then I break that goal for the year down into goals, broad strokes for each quarter. And then each quarter, as it comes up, we plan that in greater detail. And then we plan the month. And then I actually have a Sunday planning process that I teach in my productivity lab in my membership, where I teach exactly what to do each week to know what your top priorities are for each day. And we really break that down and it can sound intimidating and it can be like, if planning and goals, isn't your thing, it can be hard to make yourself sit down and do that. But actually in my mom CEO club, that's something we do every single month. We have a live planning party. We all sit down together, do a quick review, make sure that all of these things are still in alignment. And then we plan out the next month. And it is still, I mean, you never know what's going to happen in the day to day. You have to be willing to be flexible and give yourself grace. But I think planning intentionally that week before knowing what your priorities are, even just generally from day to day really helps. And it also, I don't know if people are familiar with cycle syncing. I have heard about that. I've just recently started to hear about it. I don't know like a ton about it, but I, it's definitely a term that I've been seeing thrown around more often lately. Yes. So this is just kind of a general one. And you know, if you had a new baby, your cycle, I'm talking about your menstrual cycle. Like if it hasn't come back yet, then maybe this won't apply as much, but you can actually do it based on the phases of the moon also, but it really is timing certain types of tasks with certain weeks, like your each phase, there's four phases in your menstrual cycle and each phase has kind of the, the gifts of that phase. And so it really times nicely for when to rest. And you can really just, I think it helps you to be feel validated and more intentional. So if like you have a week where it's like your winter, like, okay, this is rest reflection. It gives you kind of permission to like, take it lighter this week. Like, okay, I still know my priorities. And if you're a new mom, like that is going to be more than a week. Like maybe it's kind of a quote unquote winter for like several months and plan for that as much as you can, because you're not going to have the energy. I mean, even nursing, like literally makes you want to take a nap. (laughs) I wish more people had talked about that before I had had my, my son, like had let me know, like, Hey, you're going to be exhausted 24 seven, not just because you have a baby, but because you're feeding him. I didn't realize like, I mean, I just kind of went in blind, I would say in terms of like how much that takes from your energy and your time. Um, and, and my husband, bless his soul. He came in the other day actually, and was like, you know, I don't think I've told you enough, like how much I appreciate, you know, you doing this. He's like, I didn't realize how much it it took, uh, you know, for moms to be able to, to do this consistently. And for Mm -hmm. this long so far, um, and I was just like, thank you for recognizing it because it is, it's exhausting. And I had no clue going in. I had no clue. It'd be like that. Yeah. And even like eating, like I had to eat so much more, which was like fun on one hand, but then I'm like, man, this is a chore. Now I have to like prep more snacks yes. and just like eat all and you have the no time. time to do it. Like, and I can't really skip a meal. It's not really like no. an optional, like I'm busy. I'll just skip like, no, yeah. like need to I'm, eat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm supplementing food for another human here yes. too. <laughs> yes. So it's really learning that flexibility and kind of, like I said, knowing your priorities, but being able to give yourself grace from week to week, like whatever you've got going down on, if it's like your energy is low because you just had a baby or it's that your cycle, that point in your cycle to just let yourself rest and decide. I think that's the big problem is that if you haven't decided to take a break, then you have that constant to-do list. And then that's when you struggle with the guilt and the procrastination and you are spending all of this energy worrying or stressing on something that is completely unproductive. It's a waste of your energy and it's like low vibe, not good for you in any way. So 
if you can just decide, you know what? I didn't sleep so great last night. Like we're going to take it easy today. If I manage to get something done, awesome. If I don't, I'm also okay with that. And just giving yourself grace in that way. Yeah. And I love that. I love that throughout this entire you know episode that everything that you have provided has been actionable, if that makes sense, because mm-hmm. I feel like there is, there's a lot of fluff that can be in the space, um, and not a lot of solution oriented type steps to actually move forward. So to speak, mm-hmm. it's okay. It's like, Hey, okay. We know what the problem is. We've addressed the problem now. What, right? Like those are the things I feel like are missing. And so I really appreciate that throughout this entire episode. Like you're not just saying, Hey, you're overwhelmed. Hey, this is the issue you're providing actual step-by-step solutions, which as a type a type of a person, <laughs> I really, really appreciate that. And and I'm sure like a lot of people too, like we just, especially as a new mom, we don't have the brain space to think about, okay, what, okay. What, what are my next steps? I don't have that mental capacity to sit down and say, okay, okay. I'm overwhelmed. How do I get myself out of this? Um, and so I really, really appreciate that, that you've done that throughout this episode. Um, and I want people to know too, like how to get in touch with you. If this is something you're struggling with, let's say they want to reach out or what are the ways to work with you kind of give us the run down um, from that perspective too. Yeah, for sure. So I am on Instagram a lot. My handle is present profitable mom. And that's also my blog present profitable mom.com actually mm-hmm. will be starting a podcast soon. So I don't know yes. if that'll be out yet, but yeah, be present profitable mom podcast, something along yep. those lines. <laughs> I, um, I have a free ultimate aligned goal setting framework that I'll give you guys the link to just so yeah. you can get a taste for that. Cause like, like you mentioned, like, I don't like to leave people hanging. Like I'm not just yep. going to tell you like here, let's just think about all the negative things and not give you like immediate <laughs> tools to try to yes. help you to like solve the problems. Absolutely. So if you were curious, like, Oh, what is this whole like aligned goal thing? Like I have a whole mm-hmm. graphically broken down and you can have that for free. And then I mentioned a couple of times, my mom CEO club mm-hmm. is my membership and I love teaching. So there's a mm-hmm. productivity lab and a strategy lab every month. And then we do a live co-working session. We do a live monthly planning party. We do mm-hmm. a live Q and a, so it's not just learning with no implementation. So there's accountability, implementation, help when you need it, a community. Like if you are launching something and you're, you yeah. can post it in our Facebook group, like, Hey, can someone review my landing page? And just, or mm-hmm. like, um, we had one gal, like on our last live Q and a, she's like, like, I'm really struggling. I'm having someone come to watch my son, but we're having a lot of trouble with the transition. He gets really upset. We totally brainstormed together all of these ideas to help her with that. So it's kind of like whatever you need for help and support around motherhood or business mm-hmm. productivity, all the things that's where we hang out. Awesome. I love that. And we'll make sure to include the links to everything in the show notes for anybody that's listening. If you want quick, easy access to, um, some of the things that Tabitha just mentioned, but I think like the big takeaway too, from the episode, you know, outside of productivity is it's community. And I think that's something that you really do offer, um, for, for, for moms. Maybe it's, you're, maybe you're not a mom yet. Maybe this is just something, a community that you're looking for. Um, you know, you, maybe you're potentially planning to become a mom and you're wanting to kind of get a step ahead of the game. Like this, I can totally see this being valuable to you too, because I know when I found out that I was pregnant, it was just like, I felt like I was in scramble mode and I, you know, nine months at the beginning seems like a really long time, but it's not, 
<laughs> it's not a long time and it goes by really, really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so maybe you are uh, planning to become a mom or soon to be mom. Maybe you're expecting, um, a thousand percent would recommend you, um, you know, stepping into this membership, into this community and starting to prep because it is going to make that time where you need to s- set aside for maternity leave so much more enjoyable because not that it's not enjoyable in the first place, but it's going to help to reduce some of those stressors. Right. And, and to help you get out of like that constant worrying about that to-do list type of mode. Um, and so Tabitha, um, I really, really appreciate you taking the time today to come and speak with us. Um, and if you are familiar with our podcast episodes, we always like to wrap them up with some fun rapid fire questions. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to rattle off three or four of them, depending on how quickly we get some answers from you, but drum roll. Here we go. Um, (laughs) number one, what is your favorite TV show that you're binging right now? I just watched Bridgerton, but I have gotten into the home edit now, which by uh-huh. the way, I can't decide if that's relaxing or not, because I'm like, I get all amped up and I'm like, we don't have a container store in my community. Uh, so I'm like, oh my gosh, I might drive six hours to the next I know. Like, I know. And I like, <laughs> I get on their website. And I'm like, okay, this is just not the same as like walking through the aisles and like totally. figuring out, okay, I can, I can visualize this in this space. Yes. You know, I need yes. to be present in the store to know what to get. Yes. Yes. And then I'm like, I wonder if they'd come to Alaska. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you should, totally hey, you should, angle. I was getting ready to say, you should go out and totally message them and be like, Hey, there's, there's opportunity out here. We would yes. let, we'll get a petition started to bring a container store <laughs> yes, out. Yes, yes. I'm trying to do the same thing for Trader Joe's in our area. Like I miss Trader Joe's so bad. We oh, live in a yes. pretty small community. Mm-hmm. Um, and we literally drive two hours to Tallahassee, um, like probably once a month or so just to go load up at Trader mm-hmm. Joe's and come yes. back. We don't have one in the state either. Yeah. The whole state. I'd have yeah, to drive I'm sure. to like Washington. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Which I don't think that's going to be happening anytime no, soon. No, no, <laughs> Um, okay. What is your favorite meal? Like it was your go-to last meal. What would you pick? My last meal. I've been kind of obsessed with chicken piccata lately. It's Ooh, just so yeah. good. I am not a great cook, but my husband is an amazing cook and he uh-huh. makes like the most incredible, incredible food. That's yeah. I, I got, I got blessed with one of those too. My husband, yes, I mean, I, I do best. consider myself a good cook and I, I love cooking, but I got lucky for on those days. And I'm like, eh, I'm not really feeling it. He's mm-hmm. like, he steps in and I still get a great meal out of it. Yes. So, yes. So <laughs> love nice. it. Um, what is your dream travel location? Travel, like where I would go. Yes. Um, probably mm-hmm. like I just, okay. So like my kids and I, when we go to Costco, we sit and eat our pizza and they have this like huge ad for, I think it's like a Costco travel or whatever, but it's like uh-huh. Tahiti and like the little uh-huh. huts and the blue water. Yeah. We just like sit there and visualize it together. I'm like, do you think they have pizza there? Like maybe we can <laughs> like this pizza sitting on that little, like that little dock right there after uh-huh. we just went for a swim. So we've been like working on manifesting. Yeah. Tahiti. Yeah. I was going to say you guys are manifesting your trip to Tahiti. Yes. Yeah. yeah my, my husband and I, um, I don't know if you've heard of the show Vikings or mm-hmm. maybe it's on the history channel. We, we were, it's, it's done now. This, this episode or the season, the series is over, but it was so, so good. We even like, it's embarrassing to say we named our dog after one of the characters, <laughs> nice. um, but at least it wasn't your kid. <laughs> yeah. At least it wasn't my kid. Exactly. Um, so we are both kind of obsessed with like, we're both like, like history and we mm-hmm. have been wanting 
wanting to go to Norway. So, so bad. And that's where we were going to take our honeymoon. Um, but you know, then we had Luca and we're like, eh, we'll wait till we have a little, you know, extra time and feel comfortable going away for a longer period of time. So we can really enjoy it. Um, but yeah, we really would like to get, get to Norway. I think at some point in time, Oh, that'd be amazing. Yeah. And then, okay. Last question is what was your dream job as a kid? Gosh, you know, I am not even sure because I remember most vividly, like wanting to be a ballerina, um, (laughs) but I was like kind of a chubby kid. And so I feel like my mom was like trying to like, no, maybe that's like not good. Like she was trying to save me, but I like, I don't know. I don't know what, what would have happened with that, but that's the most, that's, I guess my most vivid memory would be a ballerina. I don't remember ballerina. besides that, which yeah. 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 I don't I think have the body type. <laughs> yeah. I think everybody on the episode, like every time I go on, I, I ask this question just because it's always fun to kind of like think back. What did I want to be when I was younger? Mine's always, you know, I wanted to be Indiana Jones and like be an archeologist and go like explore and like dig up old bones or treasure or whatever it was. Oh, um, cool. I think that kind of like goes with like, look, I love history type of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I'm still on the, I haven't quite completed that one yet. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> maybe it's kind of like what you do in some ways. Like maybe there's some common thread. (laughs) Yeah. What's, what is it called? Is it geocaching geocaching? I don't know how to, that's a thing. I have not tried it, but you know, maybe something similar. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Tabitha, thank you so, so much for your time today. This was such a fun episode and um, so, so valuable. I'm really excited for this to go live and for everybody to listen. So for um, all of you out there, like mentioned, go find Tabitha on Instagram. She has an amazing membership. We're dropping everything in the show notes and Tabitha, like I said, thank you so, so much for joining us today. Awesome. Thank you so much, Courtney. All right. Have a good one. And we will see everybody else on the next episode. Thanks so much for joining me for another episode of the elevate effect podcast. If you liked what you heard, share the episode with your best friend, team member, or even your dog. If you have a minute, leave a review below or DM me on Instagram to let me know what you want to hear on the podcast next. Thanks again, and I can't wait to see you next week.